Hi, Riley. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you for coming. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, so I heard you're like coming back to improv. So tell me yeah. about your improv history and like how long you've been doing it. Okay, yeah. So I started taking classes in 2018 at the Washington Improv Theater when I lived in D.C. Um, I always kind of was interested in improv because in college, like, I dated guys that were on the improv team, so I would, like, go to all their shows, and then I was like, I kind of want to try this, so I started taking classes when I graduated, and I just really liked it. Um, the Washington Improv Theater is a Herald Theater, so they, they train, like, that specific format. Um, and then when I moved to Atlanta, I signed up for a class at Village Theater in 2019, I think in January, and did it through 2020, well not that one class, but did improv, like really focused for a year until the pandemic hit, and then I took three years off because I wasn't going to do Zoom prof, and then yeah. it's like kind of hard to get back into when you've taken a bit of a break because it is kind of like a very intimidating form you know yeah do you feel like you lose comfortability when you take a break like when you come back it's kind of like you get really nervous to do improv yeah. even if you'd already like had so much experience yeah because I, I think especially for this art form it is a very like social kind of thing so coming back in I think there were a couple times in like 2021 or 2022 where I would like go to a jam randomly and I just like didn't recognize anyone and just felt very like intimidated and like oh well yeah. maybe there's not a place here for me anymore so I kind of was like maybe I don't need to get back into this um but then this year um in February I was like fuck it like I'm just gonna start going to the bibliotech jam because like I just felt really lonely you know like because yeah. improv was kind of where I I met people when I first moved here so having um friends that have similar interests and knowing their sense of humor because you can learn a lot about someone based on like what they laugh at and like how they how they tell jokes and stuff so um that was yeah I was like I need, I need to just force myself to do it until I get comfortable in it again and it took like three or four times and then I was like I think Hallie was actually one of the reasons why I felt comfortable coming back because she was just so friendly and nice and I was like I'm so glad I met her before she left because she yeah. was so welcoming yeah oh my god people that are really nice at improv I feel like are so impactful like mm. Brett you know obviously he's really nice and he's yeah. like done a lot for us but I, I've told him this before that like if he hadn't been nice to me when I first came I probably would have stopped coming because yeah. it's really intimidating and if people aren't welcoming you're like well then maybe I should just not go. Yeah, because like especially if everyone's like already like talking to each other and it's like, well, I just don't know how to like insert myself in this without being like a weirdo. But like, so you you said you were like dating people that happen to be doing improv, and mm. so that's how you got introduced. So like, wh what about it made you think like I want to try that too? Um, I guess because. I, I would go to their shows really frequently. They had them like every Friday. And there were times when I was like, I could do this kind of thing where I'm like, <laughs> especially with like men that think they're funny. And then it's like, oh, you're probably not. You like you've never had anyone criticize you about this before, have you? Because I don't, I don't know. Um, and I actually, when I first graduated, I moved to um, 
New York for like the summer, like four months, and then I had to leave because it was too expensive. But I did this like sketch writing conservatory. Um, and so I, I was always like into comedy, but improv in particular seemed very like scary um, until I started like just going to shows and seeing people bomb. And I was like, okay, like you're not gonna be good every time. There's a lot of different factors that go into having a successful or unsuccessful night. So just do it, you know? Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's like bold though. To mm. say, to like, to see that and be like, oh, I can do that. Like, yeah. That's such a good mentality because <laughs> mm-hmm. if you hadn't thought that, then you would have never tried. And yeah. I think so many people think like, oh, I'm not funny enough. I'm not a good yeah. enough like public speaker or actor or whatever it is. And it's like, it's not really even about that. Yeah, it's about consistency. Yeah, no. exactly. Okay, that leads me into a question then. What, what do you think is the most important quality in a person that would lead them to like either find success in improv or not like what do you like other than being naturally talented like Mm -hmm. if they're just naturally like good actors or they have a lot of like good training obviously they're probably gonna be good Mm -hmm. but like what else do you think sets people apart and makes them better at improv um I think wanting to be better for sure and like knowing that you don't know everything and will never know anything and being open to being open to learning um I think is the most important factor because even even if someone is naturally talented, I feel like everyone reaches a point in improv where they naturally like plateau and they're like not getting better, um, and that that's when I think a lot of people either just like kind of quit or um, make the decision to be like, okay, maybe I don't know as much as I thought. I need to learn, like change something up to be able to grow in this art form. Um, so I think being open to, to learning and I guess like leaving your ego at the door is important to be a successful improviser because it is a group activity, you know, you can't just, unless you're doing one prop, you know. <laughs> but that's a different story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like you need to be confident enough to where you're, you're like open to trying mm-hmm. new things, but then also you have to understand that like even if you've had good shows or you've had success, you still should be learning like if you think you know everything that's when you're gonna stop improving yeah exactly but um what is your favorite part about doing improv um i really love connecting with people and being surprised by people um i think you get kind of especially post-grad when you like don't really have um kind of community built in through like school or like sports you kind of um, can get very cynical about people in general if the only experiences you have with them is like at the grocery store and someone like pisses you off or like out at a bar and people are annoying. It's like, oh my God, do I hate people? And then you like go to these places where people are just having fun and are like, I don't know, surprising, you know. Did that sound mean? No, that's okay. such a good point. <laughs> that's so true because you don't have a lot of positive interactions with people just like in general day, in public. Yeah. Like not that people are really mean, but it's just like nobody's going out of their way to be nice. Help you. Yeah. yeah, and it can be very frustrating, like yeah. and isolating, you know, to only have like meaningless negative interactions with people. So being able to kind of connect with people um, on stage and off, I think is why I love improv, yeah. Yeah, no, that's such a good point, because like the whole point of improv, at least like from my standpoint, 
is to like the better your team is and the better you can make your teammates look the better everyone will do like yeah. even if you have a really good show that doesn't mean that the show was good or yeah. that like the group did well it's so. the chemistry you know it's the group dynamic that I think is the most important thing yeah for sure. yeah so speaking of that you've obviously been on teams before mm-hmm. what do you think makes for a good team like what are the qualities of of a team that like will make them more successful I think being honest with each other is very important um, I've been on teams where there's been people that like when when you spend that much time with a group of people you can start like noticing things you might not like about them or getting frustrated with them as a performer so being able to be like hey I didn't like when you did this can we like work on that um, or and and being receptive to that kind of feedback as well is very important to have a strong team because otherwise I feel like you can kind of scapegoat one person and just like really build resentment toward them and that's that's not healthy for the overall vibe of the team and the overall team chemistry and it's it's never one person that's the problem like as soon as you like get rid of that one person someone else will be the problem person you know yeah. there's always going to be issues when you deal with any group of people so being able to um, be honest and communicate is very important yeah. yeah yeah do you like being on a team I do, yeah. I, I've liked every team I've been on. Um, uh, I think the first team I got asked to be on when I was in Atlanta was um, this team Aaron Shore did with Devin Tully, Remo, um, Spencer, Kitty O'Hare. It was called Jonestown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember, because I, I had never been like, on a team before that the only experience I had was in classes or jams which are both fun but you definitely learn a lot more performing in front of an audience than just like jamming in front of other improvisers or just being in a class because um, like you get that immediate audience feedback that's so important and I don't know like rehearsals building chemistry with that group of people it's just very exciting and I, I really like the the kind of mixer culture also that's kind of um, appeared in the in the new the new improv community I don't know how to say that without sounding like oh but like it, it it's completely different than it was before the pandemic which is great it's fabulous um, yeah so I, I like being on a team for sure yeah and I love I love my team with Drew and Caleb of course there's such great guys so the thing about improv is it like so quickly overtakes like every night of your week like I got a class on Tuesday then the jam on Wednesday then a show Thursday Friday you know it's like it's so easy to be absorbed in that that if you don't take an intentional like hey guys like I need a second like to like recalibrate then everything gets messy and then that kind of resentment um, builds and grows but I, I think our long-term goals I don't see myself like ever stopping with that because like we all just get along really well and love each other a lot so I, I think just um, having consistent shows but not an overwhelming amount I think would be yeah like finding that balance yeah like a sustainable schedule that you guys can yeah have. yeah like I'm good once a month I think yeah, I feel like that's totally doable yeah. for a show. Oh, for sure. Because I get stressed I when get I don't stressed. do shows in a while. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's like, I want to 
continue to get better or at least stay at the same level as I was before. I don't want to like regress. Yeah. But that's important too uh, to take time away from the all-encompassing improv world because you do get better by like you're gathering source material you know especially like with your traveling and stuff like um, the more complex you become as an individual the more you have experience to draw upon on stage. That's a really good point. (laughs) What do you find yourself noticing in other people when you're out and about or if you're like at the airport or something like what are characteristics that you're noticing about other people that you could maybe like put into your art? Um, How they treat other people I think is is very important. Um, Like especially if you see people traveling together like there's a lot of blanks you can fill in based on how they're interacting. Um, so I, I always love watching people um, who either seem like so over each other or like so like yeah we got this like figuring it out um, that and the airport's like the perfect place for that because so much goes wrong at the airport yeah. and I, I've had experiences too where I've been traveling with someone and they're just so sick of me that I'm like <laughs> okay like um, so I, I guess seeing how they interact um, yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Total sense. Okay. What kind of characters do you like to play and why? I gravitate toward like really goofy characters. Um, and this was something I mentioned in the little interview that Brett does before Bibliotech. But in 2019, I had this um, crutch kind of where I would always initiate a scene with a lantern. And I like really regretted like talking about it because now everyone shows me lantern memes all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, like I finally moved away from lantern girl and then I like inadvertently brought it back by talking about it. So I'm talking about it again. Um, where I like kind of playing like more fantasy characters because like in improv it can be anything. So why would you do like the same old, I hate my wife type stuff over and over again when there's yeah. like so much to explore and so many like human connections and relationships will be made in any scene. Um, so why make it something mundane? Yeah. But I've been working on, I'm taking Madeline's class right now and I'm trying to work on being more grounded in scenes and being more serious and like letting things happen more organically than stepping out with a fucking lantern (laughs) um or like even at jams I feel like because you're playing with a bunch of unfamiliar people with like differing experience levels you can kind of develop bad habits or like cheat codes like and I'm like okay what happens if we just like slow down and actually like start discovering things Yeah, I'm glad that you're bringing that to the jam. I was actually going to tell you that because I noticed last week Mm. you were in a couple long scenes. Mm. Not that they felt long, but Mm. just that like they had so many things that kept being added Mm. to it. Whereas normally the jam is really choppy, which is understandable because there are a lot of beginners. And I know I used to do that a lot too, but Mm. that's a goal of mine is to like be in a chaotic space like Mm. that Mm. and calm it down and take your time. Yeah, for sure. I love chaos. And being able to <laughs> sit in it, I think, is something that's pretty new that I've been working on. Because before I would pan, I like have so much nervous energy. So being able to like kind of slow down a bit, I think, is, is helping that. Yeah. Are you anxious a lot? I know I get anxious, like especially in social settings. Like yeah, that. all the time, all the time. And I, I feel like 
having my big beer before definitely <laughs> helps with that. But like, I'm trying to develop ways to like not be anxious without a big beer. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. And all of my improv teachers have told me like, do not get used to doing alcohol mm. or doing alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> do some alcohol. Doing improv while drinking alcohol mm-hmm. because it becomes a crutch. Yeah. But for me, it just. It makes it so much more fun. Yeah. And not in a toxic way yeah. where like I'm dependent on it, but just like it's just I feel like all the doors open yeah. in my mind. And like I just like access different ideas that yeah. I wouldn't normally access because I'm just so focused on being self-conscious. Yeah, I I agree <laughs> with you completely. Um, and Drew always is like, you can drink before the show, but you gotta rehearse with a drink, like rehearse how you're gonna perform. Yeah. So that's why I'm drinking all the time. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I agree with you too. And I've I've had people say, well, I like to keep the signal clear. Like I'm not as sharp when I do that. And I'm like, they're just very confident people. Where like I if I don't have a little something to loosen me up before a show, I'm like just so focused on how anxious I am instead of having being in the moment. You know. Yeah, because I I mean I think improv has taught me a lot about myself. I'm sure you could say the same. Mm-hmm. But that's honestly one thing that it's put a spotlight on for me is like how much time I spend instead of being present Mm -hmm. worrying about stupid shit that nobody else is even noticing when like in improv it's like if I'm doing that if I'm standing there thinking about myself I'm gonna miss so many important details like I'm never gonna be able to jump in or like give side support or like exactly so you kind of like have to turn it off, off yeah and just like which for me is like well, that's why I would drink is to like turn off yeah. that whole aspect of it and just be like present super present yeah I agree with you yeah so like what's what's something that you found is really important in improv other than like I know there are a lot of basic like rules and tips and tricks but like for you what do you think is the most important thing when you go to like practice or perform I think having something else you're doing while doing the scene is important like um Mm -hmm. object work I think or like establishing the environment is a very like easy way to have more things to draw from um obviously you wouldn't want the scene to just be about whatever you're doing like there's subtext to it um but that's something I've taken away from Madeline's class because she's like great at object work and like interacting with her environment and so um that creates like fuller scenes and it also looks more impressive to people that like don't do improv they're like wow they all see the table you know kind of thing so (laughs) yeah I yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, it kind of, like, shows, I guess you could say the audience. I feel like that's cringe to, mm-hmm. to say, but, like, it shows the audience that you're both in the same world yeah. when you recognize the things that should be there or that, like, you've put there. Yeah. Like, I it, it always throws me off when I'm watching if somebody will establish something like a door or a table and then they, like, drop that. Yeah. It just kind of makes you feel like, oh... I'm not like I don't fully understand where they are but then if you like stay true to where everything is or like you create an environment for yourself it just makes it more colorful yeah for sure it's exciting what are some projects you're working on maybe that aren't improv related maybe Mm -hmm. like related to other art forms that you do Mm -hmm. and what's like something in improv that you want to work on or like what's a goal that you have for yourself well currently so I do um videography work for this local Atlanta musician Frankie Rain so I'm finishing up her newest music video which I really need to finish today 
Um, but my graphics card is so outdated that I'm like having so much trouble like editing that I'm like, I don't want to open this and work on this. So <laughs> that's something in the immediate future I'm working on. <laughs> like today. Um, <laughs> like today, like after this, I'm going to go home and like, <laughs> um, yeah. And then an improv. Goodness. Oh gosh. That was, that was like three questions in one. That no, was you're good. I'm just <laughs> unintelligent. Oh, you are so smart. <laughs> um, I was just seeing if it was still recording. Oh, like, part of me is like, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> That'd be so funny. We're just talking. We're just having a really intense conversation. Um, that no one will hear. Um, something in improv I'm working on. Yeah, definitely more, like, physicality stuff, being more serious, and, like, I think I have, um, uh, I'm always having fun, which I never want to get away from, but I definitely want to take it more seriously, if that makes sense. Oh. Um, not too seriously, because then it stops being fun, but, um, I have trouble with breaking a lot so that was one of the biggest notes I would get in class is like Lee you gotta stop laughing and it's like it's so hard to stop like especially if someone says something that you weren't expecting it's like (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I want to stop breaking um, but I'm not like I don't consider myself an actor so I don't want to ever be like too intense about it yeah it's a line mm-hmm. I've also been thinking about that because when you're on a team especially one that's been going for a while mm-hmm. you're like okay we're doing this weekly it's a lot of time mm-hmm. and energy mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put that much time in something that I don't care about yeah. so you know it is a hobby like it's not my full-time job obviously mm-hmm. but like I'm not it's not that I don't care about it but then sometimes I do take it more seriously mm-hmm. and I need to remind myself like at the end of the day, this is a hobby. Yeah, like you should be doing it for fun. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yeah, like you need yeah. to do it for fun. Because I don't know about you, but I go on like spirals if I do something weird on stage or if something was taken the wrong way. And so I'll spend the whole next day being like, stupid, stupid. Like, why did I say that? And then I'm like, this is supposed to be for fun. Like, why am I torturing myself? You do that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the time to the point yeah. where I'm like, every... Every week, I'm like, should I quit? Like, why am I doing this? So I'm also trying to get away from, like, um, being too critical. Because no one remembers what you do. Like, I can't remember what anyone else does the next day. It's like, yeah. don't don't worry about it. Yeah, and other people do stuff that doesn't work. Yeah, either, all the time. I don't remember. I'll name them. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first one is... <laughs> I don't even care when they do it. So why do I care so much when I do it? Yeah. I'm like, like obviously, unless it's like blatantly offensive and yeah. wrong, then you're like, okay, we need to remember this and talk about yeah. it. But for the most part, I'm just like, okay, they made a joke that wasn't funny. Yeah. Like we've all done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a hard time taking compliments? I or do. Are you like, oh, I don't believe you? Yeah, I, because I, 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 I know that people like. I, and I know you, I heard you say this in one of the earlier episodes of your podcast where someone came up to you and was like, great job or something. And you were like, I hadn't gone up yet or something, <laughs> you know, so where I take everything everyone says with a grain of salt. But yeah, um, though, I mean, I think because this is the freshest in my mind, but on Wednesday, someone was like, 
you are a knight for that set. (laughs) 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 So that, I mean, that stuck with me. I was like, I can, that was, yeah. Because it was, it was a wild one. I feel like whenever someone starts a set with asking the audience, what's something you use to masturbate? It can only go up (laughs) from there. And the audience was like really nice with the suggestion, like teddy bear, like that could go anywhere and be anything. But my group was very adamant on retaining the masturbation part of the question. And Shocking. I'm like, <laughs> that makes it seem, when you ask a leading question like that and kind of like stick it in the set as well, to me it makes it seem like you were planning stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, because like you can make a sexual reference out of anything if you, if you really want to. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like they're making it go that mm-hmm. direction. Because they were like, yeah, we want to masturbate this stuff. <laughs> it's allowed. We play this one game a lot on one of my teams called Sex With Me. And that's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite games that ever. so fun, yeah. Yeah, like it's so stupid. It's not, I don't even, I wouldn't even call it improv. It's just like funny. Yeah, like, it is funny. And I, I think that's a great one to reference sex. <laughs> so, it's perfect. Have you ever had a mentor with improv that's like kind of taken you under their wing and showed you things or have you always just kind of like been coming and like going to jams and like consistently trying to practice that way um I when I first moved here it's crazy because I mentioned to one of my co-workers just at this ad agency I was working at I was like I do improv and he was like no way my roommate's co-worker does improv I'm gonna connect you to and it was Madeline Evans and, yeah and so she messaged me on Facebook like this really um, thorough informational stuff about like every theater and every jam and like just so many improv resources that was like really helpful where I wouldn't consider that like she's my mentor or anything but she definitely was very influential like right off the bat from um, like my improv experience because oh, nice. um, at least in Atlanta because she like basically like told me everything that was going on in the city and then I was able to like find things out see what worked for me and go to jams and stuff and That's so find convenient. my people yeah it was it was so crazy mm-hmm. um, and at the time she was uh, performing with um, six kids a lot so I would go to those shows and um, I took a workshop from her I just I just adore her I think she's great um, yeah yeah, but yeah. Okay, this might be a hard question to answer, but okay. what do you think are your biggest strengths as a person and a friend, but also as an improviser? Um, I think I'm very dependable. Oh. Um, like I show up when I say I'm gonna show up, and um, I, I am very, I guess you'll know if I want to be there type thing that I think is important. Like, I'm I'm honest, I guess, with the people in my life. Um, so I think as those are some of my strengths. Um, I can confirm you showed up on time today. <laughs> Thank you. You gave me here. <laughs> I was wandering, you know. Because um, I, well, I think, and part of me being an on-time person is because I always, like, factor in things going wrong because things like never go 
like my phone on the way here had that temperature warning and I was like, I'm going to be lost for a little while and I just have to accept that. And it's like, well, good thing I like left when I did, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Because I always, and maybe that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where when I build the time in, I'm like, something's going to go wrong and then something goes wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, if my friends need help, like moving and stuff, I always like to be there for them. And like, I feel like I'm a reliable person that um, they can count on. Um but, and I, I think in improv too, I, you pretty much know that I'm not going to be a dick, you know? <laughs> it's a good quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to make, I, or I hope I never make anyone feel like fucked, you know? Yeah. Um, You're supportive. Supportive. Teammate, yeah. I, I should hope so. Yeah. Because like, I'm like, oh, I'm dependable. And then I show up <laughs> and I'm just like shooting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so good. Like that, honestly, that's my most looked for quality in other people. Because like, you know, I don't really have a preference on people's personalities or what they like to do because mm. even if it's not something I'm interested in, I want to learn it. So like I'm yeah, not opposed. You're curious. Yeah, but it's like if people aren't dependable or I don't think loyal is the right word, but just like if you're not 100% certain that that person's on your team yeah. or that they like have your best interest in mind or like going to show up when they say they're going to show up, it's really hard to build a good friendship. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people can say things, but if you don't like back it up with your actions, then it's like, okay, you're just not what you say you are. Yes. Type thing. Yes. Like you said you were going to be there and then you physically showed up. Yeah. Like you, you need both parts of that to make a deal. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Cause that's like, that's what bothers me too is I'm like, if you don't want to come, that's 100% understandable, but just like tell me. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. yeah. Which is like all I, like that's like the bare minimum that I ask for yeah. like in friends. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, those are really important qualities. That's probably why you're a good teammate though is because you are like a, a like a supportive person mm -hmm. in general. So like, of course you're going to be a supportive teammate. Yeah, I hope so. Because I, I care about everyone I perform with, so I want them to be feel cared for, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. How can people support you? How can they like come to your upcoming shows? Like, what are you up to for the next couple months? Um. So I don't really have. I think I did like the last show I had planned this week. So I'm kind of taking a little, little breaky break to figure my life out in September. Everybody's taking a break in September. Yeah. It's actually really crazy because the jam's stopping in September too, right? Yeah. Yeah, until October. So I'm like, hmm, perfect timing. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at cherubbags. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, it's like, I always had like goofy Instagram handles and one day I messaged my friend I think my handle was like do you know what a gelfling is no it's um, the little characters in the dark crystal <laughs> so my handle was like that girl is the gelfling and I was like no one gets this no one watches the freaking dark crystal I'm gonna change it and so I was really into like um, Catholic religious imagery and like stuff like that and like um, 
Roman classical stuff. So I was seeing a lot of images of those little angel babies, and I'm like, they're so cute. Like, I'm going to start an Instagram called Cherub Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I um, love that. You would love Fleabag season two. I, yeah, I do. I <laughs> love Fleabag. Yeah, the it's sexy It's giving Greece. Catholicism. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Yeah, this has been for great. Me. This is so fun. Yeah, this is like one of the first times we've talked like one-on-one for a long time. Or yeah. Like, you know, like had a long conversation. So this I is so nice. It. Yeah, it's great. Thanks, Riley. Yeah, thanks. And like you have a lot of experience. So it's always great to like mm. hear your thoughts on thank improv. You. Like I'm always picking people's brains that are more experienced than me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> everything you know. Like I'm so curious. So yeah, mm-hmm. thanks again. Yeah, and I'm so excited to edit this and like, Listen to everything that we yeah, talked about. You gotta edit out all the mouth sounds I make because I'm like <laughs> gurgling. <laughs> I am not just laughing all the time. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.